Are all buyers buying the same way or do some have different cultural nuances that we need to recognize and adapt for? The great irony of life is this. We all want a life we love and more time with the ones we love, but our job, the very thing that's supposed to be the financial vehicle to provide that freedom is the very thing that chains us down. Do you think you have what it takes to rise above yourself? Are you ready to start transforming your dreams into reality? If so, I'm Cody Teal. Welcome to the Finding Freedom Podcast, a tribe of dreamers and doers, rebels and fighters that are here to prove to the world you can have your cake and eat it too. Good Monday morning. It is cold still. (laughs) I'm kind of like... Kind of excited for summer, spring, sales just pick up, people are happier, and it's easier to get out. But wanted to take a quick quick second and talk about different cultural aspects of sales. Uh, I've noticed like a lot of times we talk, we focus so much on like disc profiles or you know buyer profiles that we forget that there's a lot of cultural profiles as well. And it's important to adapt to those. And I remember like when I first started doing sales. And especially, or actually first started doing solar, um, one of my mentors, Santo, he'd, he'd say, you know, our product's so good, you know, you should be getting one in 10 people to buy, right? Like just, just by presenting the product and the, the solution, people should just buy off of that. But that's not what makes a great salesperson. A great salesperson can sit, can like serve that extra 20, 30%. And that's where you start making hundreds of thousands of dollars. I love that perspective because if you just work hard and get out in front of enough people, yes, you can like sell a product. But if you can make like get that edge and sell that extra 20, 30% more, that's literally doubling your sales. It's not like you're selling hundred percent of people out there. If you only send, if you're all, if your closing rates 10% and you close 20%, you're literally doubling your income. That's so crazy. You know, that's, it's, it's phenomenal. So here are some tips to able to be able to like increase the percentage of closing people from different cultures. I'm going to specifically talk about Asian culture because I've grew up in that culture. I lived there, lived in Korea for three years. And for some reason, it just comes more natural to me because I'm accustomed to it and I've been around it all my life. So specifically, like the first thing you have to understand is that the like Asian cultures are generally more community based, like in America, we value like independence, we value self-reliance, you know, all, all that stuff. But Asians are a lot more about family and community. And that also extends to decision-making, okay? What that means is, is they feel uncomfortable if they make a decision, especially a major one, without consulting family first. Like family council, family like gatherings are very, very important. And listening to your elders, listening to your, your peer group, it's it's important to, to bring them into decision, this decision-making process. And in, uh, in a lot of American culture, European culture, that's the opposite. Like we value independence. We value like getting off our mother's dime. I'll tell you, so a funny story. Um, there's a K-pop star and uh, well, a K-pop group and they were making millions of dollars. K-pop is a Korean pop, right? So a uh, famous music group and there's an interview and one of the the reporters asked the members of the group, they said, hey, what are you doing with all your money? And he looked and, and this guy is like 20 something. I think he's 26 years old. Like he wasn't young. 
Like he was young, but he wasn't like a teenager. He was adult. And he goes, what do you mean? Like my mom takes care of it. She just, I it just gets all sent to her and she takes care of it all. 26 years old, making millions of dollars. And he just hands it over to his mom. If you heard a story like that in America, people would laugh that person out of existence. <laughs> but in Korea, like no one batted an eye. Like it was like, that's what you do. You know, like you let the, the mom or the wife, whoever, like whoever's the matriarch, they take care of the finances, you know, and that's Korea. I'm not saying every other place is like that, but that's just how it was. And, uh, from an American's perspective, we look at that like, what? Like, you know, like Justin Bieber, he takes care of his own finances and obviously he does great with them. Well, not so much, not so great. I mean, that's like sarcastic, but, um, anyway, that, that's just a story to show like how communal or like community decision-making is way more important. Okay. That being said, how does that apply to in the home when you're selling? Well, very simple. You have to take it at a slower pace. You can't expect a same day decision with these people because it's pushing them to do something. They feel immorally, they feel morally obligated to consult their tribe, their community especially if it's a bigger purchase, if it's a simple purchase, whatever, like they're going to buy milk. They're not going to ask who to buy milk from. Um, but if it's a bigger like home renovation purchase, they're going to talk to people because they want to get their buy-in and they want to get their, their opinion. Okay. And they'll, they'll still make a decision, but so don't, don't force a same day close. That's what I'm getting at. Don't force a same day close, like, and structure your sale in such a way so that it gives them time to think. Maybe you don't give them all the information up front. Maybe you hold, withhold a little bit, so you can go back a second time and go over more of the details, right? And tell them it's a three or four step process. They'll, they, if, if you go in there and especially if they're like an immigrant family and I, I've been an expatriate to other countries. So I know what this feels like and I've signed legal contracts and there's a strong fear that you're going to get taken advantage of because I've ridden in taxis in other countries. And I know, even though I spoke the language fluently, I know taxi drivers purposefully took the long way around to charge me extra. I know I've seen it because I've taken the taxis like that route again and again. And every once in a while you get a taxi driver like, oh, it's American in the car. I'm going to take him for a loop so I can get more money out of him. And that's the fear people coming to America fear about Americans that they're going to take an advantage of. And so if you sit there and try to pressure them into a sale, those fears are going to flare up like crazy, especially if English isn't their native language. Even if they might be amazing at English, if English isn't their native language, they're going to want to take time to make the decision. So if you go in there, guns blazing and trying to do a same day close, guess what's going to happen? They're going to back out. And what I've noticed is it's typically like Americans are horrible at ghosting people for appointments, especially at home. Asians keep their appointments. And so if you say, hey, this is going to be a two or three step process. I'm going to come today for 20 minutes and come later, you know, next week for 30, 40 minutes and, and, and then finish the evaluation. They'll appreciate it. They'll appreciate time to think about the, pro- the prospect of like doing business with you and consult others. All right. Number, okay, so those are first. First, well, those are those are two things. So number one, give time to let them talk to their community, and two, give them time to like feel comfortable about their relationship with you. Because again, they don't want to they don't want to get scammed. Because guess what? They are they are a lot of times immigrants. Like they get pulled the wool over their eyes really quick because they don't speak the their the native language. So they can't catch all the nuances um, of whether someone's trying to really in there for the best interest or just trying to make a, a quick buck off of them. Okay. And I've been in those situations in other countries and I know what it feels like, right? So I can empathize and I'm willing to give, give some space. 
All right. Number three, you have to be culturally sensitive and that will make all the difference. Okay. A lot of times, again, I've been around a lot of American tourists and they go in there, they go into countries and just think there's, there is an American superiority complex there. There's definitely an American superiority complex. They think they're culturally superior in a lot of ways. And there's a lot of Americans out like that, out there like that. And you may, may or may not think you're like that. Um, I will, I will be as bold to say if English is your only language and the only language you have studied, you probably have a cultural superiority complex. Um, there I've noticed, that's what I just noticed. If people that are actually really, really willing to learn other people's culture and context are at least willing to learn their language, people that aren't are not. So if that's you, you need to come with an extra measure of humility in that home if you want to get that sale. You may get a couple just because you're so brash and entertaining and I get it, whatever. But for most, you have to have some cultural difference. And it goes a really, really, really long way. Because guess what? People in those cultures, they also have a cultural superiority complex. <laughs> Like every time I talked about like people from other cultures or countries, they think their country's never won. They might be American citizens, <laughs> but a lot of them still think their culture is better than American culture because that's what they grew up in. That's just, that's just how humans are. We, we have a preference for what we're familiar with. And so if you go in there all can like all superior and whatever, and you might not think you are, but if, if you just, if you walk in there with your shoes on and you poo poo on their, on their food and their smells or whatever, then guess what? They're going to feel bad and they're not going to want to do business with you. But if you go in there, catch the cultural cues and usually it's like taking your shoes off, you know, complimenting your try. If you don't, if you can't like compliment on their culture, like being inquisitive or, or asking questions about it, it goes a really, really, really long way. Okay. So like, for example, like if you went to a, a Chinese family, found out they're Chinese and you don't know anything about China. Okay. If you do great, if you don't, don't go in there and be like, what's the great wall of China? Like, like go in there and be like, Hey, you know what? I don't know anything about Chinese food. I don't know heads from tails. I know fried rice and egg rolls and Panda Express. And I'm guessing that's not Chinese food. So that I'm a little more culturally verse. Can you give me some like mannerisms, like what I should look for and how I should like do like how, what, what I should look for good Chinese food and how I should act at the Chinese table. You know, what's some Chinese etiquette and they'll be like, wow, this person actually cares and they'll listen, you know, like for me, like I've spent a ton of time in Asia, like a lot of, with a lot of Korea, Koreans, Japanese and, and Chinese, my heritage is Korean. So like a lot of those cues just came naturally because I grew up around them. But for other Asian cultures, I don't know. And so I ask that, I, I, I say, Hey, like, how do I do that? Like what food's good? Like, how do I, you know, what's good etiquette? And people, they always respond positively. They always respond positively because they see I'm trying to come to them instead of making them come to me. And it makes a world of difference. Okay. And so be culturally sensitive. Now, the last one I do want to talk about is Americans suck at negotiating or haggling. Just, just so you know, like we have this idea that like when we meet other cultures, like they're going to try to haggle us guys, these guys are experts. They, they've been doing, they've been watching their mothers do this in the marketplaces and like Walmart type places, by the way, since they were like two. So to think you can go in there and out haggle someone that's haggled their whole life. And it's part of their culture. Like you're just going to lose or you're not going to get the sale. 
So don't go in there with a super high price and try to haggle it down and think this is going to be like a fun game that you're going to win. Like you're going to lose, right? So be honest. This is the last tip. Be honest with your pricing. And if you haggle, don't haggle a ton on price. Haggle a ton on like extra services, okay? That, and I, in my limited experience with Asia, Asians do not like to, at least Koreans, I should say, do not like to haggle on price. They will haggle on extra services and are willing to go the extra mile service-wise before they're willing to go the extra mile price-wise, okay? So keep that in mind. Like maybe you can't help them with the price, but you can help them with an extra service or go, go an extra mile on a few things. That goes a lot farther than you trying to haggle on price. And especially if you start really high price and you go really low, like they're going to feel like you're cheating them and you purposely did that because they know people do that to them. And they're going to get spooked and not buy from you, okay? So those are some tips. If you have a culture you would like to learn more about, hit me up and I can, if I don't know anything about it, I can find someone that does. And I hope those tips help for you guys today. Again, I appreciate, thank you for those that subscribed. I really appreciate it. It means the world to me or that you've written a review. I know that takes time out of your day to to go in there and write it, but thank you for those that have written reviews and continue, um, to make this podcast awesome. And also for those people that I've interviewed, if, if you want someone, if you think of someone that would, you would like to hear interviewed or you'd like to be interviewed, you have a unique, unique story, hit me up more than happy to have a conversation to see if that's a possibility. Anyways, anyway, guys have a great week and we'll talk to you later.